You're listening to Athleisure Kitchen, where you'll get the inside scoop with those in the culinary world from celebrity chefs, food personalities, restaurateurs, and more. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith of Athleisure Mag, so set an extra plate as we chat all things culinary. On today's episode of Athleisure Kitchen, we're embracing all the reasons to be out and about with friends, traveling to new destinations, and having the best meals at new and treasured restaurants. When it comes to the culinary industry, there have been a number of luminaries that elevated the space and showcase how they interpret and infuse their passions in this field. I am pleased to have four-time James Beard Award winner, Emmy-nominated, Las Vegas Food and Wine Festival's 2022 Chef of the Year, restaurateur, entrepreneur, food advocate, best-selling author, philanthropist, and host TV personality, Chef Todd English. He is also Athleisure Mag's March issue 87th cover. We enjoyed eating at his restaurant Olives here in New York back in the 2000s, as well as eating at his restaurants in Las Vegas. His passion for his love of cooking rustic Mediterranean, creating an immersive ambiance when you're at his establishment, and having that Todd English aesthetic when you're at his properties is something that we enjoy. He has blown our collective minds, palates, and senses with such utter delights over the years, with so much more coming. I sat down with Chef Todd to talk about his culinary background, how he got in and navigated the industry, providing insight into what it meant to be in the industry when there weren't the resources that we have access to today, his English hospitality group, its portfolio includes Olives, Figs, The Pepper Club, Blue Zoo at Walt Disney World Dolphin Resort, and The English Hotel, just to name a few, an array of projects, luxury and hospitality, cannabis, and food advocacy. In our conversation, he provides an inside look at how he approaches ingredients, the state of food, and the power of relevancy as a brand. I'm beyond excited to talk with you. Um, I've had the pleasure of eating at Olives. That used to be like my hangout place here in New York. Um, yeah. So to have you as a cover for us for Friday is amazing. And just to learn more about your background and everything, because you're doing so many things. And it's you've always been yeah. someone that I've been you know, inspired by. Well, thank you very much. And the honor is mine as well. <laughs> um, um, and thank you for being a loyal pat- patron of mine. Of course. <laughs> um, and then we hope to continue that down the road with all our new stuff that's going on. I know. It sounds like in doing the research um, for you, I was just like, oh, my God, he is doing a lot of stuff. Like you have some amazing things that are going to be, you know, here. And uh, we do plan on being in Vegas uh, for a couple of things later on this summer. So I can't wait mm-hmm. to check out your properties out there. But um, for me, just personally, um, when I first came to New York, I'm from the Midwest originally. Um, you kind of showed me what being a celebrity chef was like in the sense of the restaurants and, and having all these programs that you were on and doing all of these different things because I didn't really understand that landscape. And so mm-hmm. it was just really, it's just really interesting to see where the industry has gone and how you're still just doing these really amazing things. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday because, um, and, and actually, Something I actually cooked with when I first got my first, one of my first like amazing cooking jobs when I got mm-hmm. a culinary school, and it was in 1980. Mm. <laughs> I was one year old then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that like um, 
like where the world has gone and as far mm-hmm. as cuisine there was no food network there was no internet there was no Instagram yep. um and I remember going, like if you wanted to learn something about cooking mm-hmm. you went to the library right the culinary or you know you read a book or that was pretty much it wow <laughs> no yeah now it's just everything is so at the yeah. fingertips which is just yeah. you know insane and you know this is our 87th issue on Friday but when I initially mm-hmm. made the list because food is a big category for us at, at Leisure Mag I was like Todd English if we can talk with him like that would be amazing so to see this seven years later I am beyond thrilled yeah well, th- yeah thank you yeah it's cool I mean I I you know I will first and foremost say that you know I still really love what I do. Mm-hmm. I, um, like I'm, I just I'm always working on different, you know, different I mean categories of things that mm-hmm. interest me, and you know, um, my sons have gotten me very into you know they they've done a they they have a uh, um, they did a, a documentary called Feeding Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, that just won a bunch of awards at the wow. like film documentary film awards and, and like they were just invited to Sundance. Mm. Um, and it's you know, it talks about um, just sustainability and regenerative mm-hmm. soils and et cetera, et cetera, and all the things that we are you know, paying starting to pay attention to here. Mm-hmm. So I've been working with um, uh, one of my cool because I got into doing some work with cannabis as well yep. mostly from medicinal standpoints yep. um, for my sister way back when mm-hmm. when it wasn't legal and uh, so you know having sort of moved worked through this in all these years I, I found you know there's there's all sorts of interesting things that are sort of coming out of that and mm-hmm. whether it's just the hydroponics in which the way they grow it etc and how much we're learning to do that and I'm sort of been working with one of my uh, good friends who has a huge one of the largest hydroponic companies in, the, in uh, North America not to mention the world mm-hmm. um, and just talking to them about um, sustainability and, and hydroponics and how we're, we've been working on a project to, to make wine in a hydroponic mm. way and sort of wild stuff like that so I'm always interested in wow. what is the future you know I worked in Dubai with the Museum of Future on, on a project there I'm mm-hmm. just sort of um, what is the future of food? How do we, you know, how, how do we, um, how are we going to provide food for, you know, uh, 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 10 million people? Right. You know, I mean, 10 billion people, you know, in, you know, 20 years, 25 years, or whatever mm-hmm. the number is going to be, you know. Um, so, I mean, so it's just, it's just, it's, it's, and, 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 and how do we produce healthier, uh, uh, Food that's not full of, mm. you know, GMOs, mm-hmm. and so, you know. And so I've always, always, you know, you know, been. I mean, my first one of my first cookbooks was Alice Waters' cookbook, you know, from mm-hmm. Japanese, and you know, and her dedication to local farms, and you know, obviously being in California, that's a little bit easier than when I was in Massachusetts at the right. time. You know, we went local, but in the summer, mm-hmm. and you know. We, I, we would, I would buy exotic seeds, sometimes legal, sometimes not, and, and grow stuff <laughs> all over the, grow stuff that was not being grown, you know, and, um, and so it was fun. I mean, that's to me is like the beauty of what we do, and, mm-hmm. um, and it's, and in fact, you know, so that's just about, anyway, not to get out of sidetrack, but that's sort of, I'm still doing. 
Well, I mean, that's the thing. And and that's the thing that I've always seen about just the different projects you've been involved in, how you continue to trailblaze and really dig deep into these areas. And um, I just find it fascinating. So when did you first fall in love with food? Um, Well, ask my mother. My mother tells a story of growing up and I was grew up part of my life in Atlanta, Georgia. Hmm. And I was eight or nine years old, eight nine, eight years old. And I wanted to figure out how to make ice cream again. Now there's no internet, mm-hmm. no, no way to, you got to just, so I went, we went and bought a, a white mountain, you know, a hand churned ice cream yep. machine. Um, I figured out, it was just a hot August day mm-hmm. in Atlanta. We went to the farmer's market, I bunch of, bunch, uh, bought a bunch of peaches, hmm. <laughs> and I made Georgia peach ice cream. Wow. I was like seven years old, handmade. Wow. And kind of just, yeah, so there was no food network. My my family was a family of good, pretty good cooks, uh-huh. but where the hell that came from, I have no idea. <laughs> that is <laughs> <But> crazy. <laughs> and that takes a long time, too. We used to have one as a kid that had, like, salt in the tumbler, and yeah. you had to keep yeah. churning yeah. it <laughs> churning because my dad loved doing it, and it was great ice cream, but I was just like, oh, we can just buy it out of the tub. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a real labor of love. Exactly. But it's worth it at the end of it when it's, you know, it comes out of there and mm-hmm. it's delicious and the Georgia peaches are super ripe. Yeah. You know, it was like. Wow. And at what point did you realize that your passion for food and your love for it would be a career path that you wanted to take? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, you got to still remember, like when I got out of culinary school, it was 1982. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working uh, uh, French restaurants and then I went to Italian and then I ended up going to Europe and cooking and um, just because uh, I just met someone that said, "Here, I'll give you a letter." Mm-hmm. His name, mm-hmm. name is Tony May, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if you know he's Siri mm-hmm. um, Macioni, yep. Tony May. It was all those sort of uh, like super Tuscan guys that came over from Italy and opened up restaurants in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a restaurant called San Domenico, and was just a wonderful, you know, mentor to me because you know and again in those days I went over in 1980 whatever and I knocked on someone's door and said can I have a job with a letter in my hand wow <laughs> and so uh, they ended up giving me a job and I kind of one thing led to another and I still work in Italy in the, you know in the 80s and and uh, so that's I don't know I was something about it I don't know I just loved it I was just it was Amazing! Go to the markets to cook, to make fresh bread, and to make fresh pasta, and to mm-hmm. do all these great things. And that's what I, you know, and same with the French, you know, making sauces. And I think that was one of the things I was most fascinated by. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, um, learning about flavors and learning about extractions of flavors and sauces and technique and that's it. So, wow. you know, and there's not. Nothing easy about it. I mean, you know, you, you know, it's fourteen-hour days, mm-hmm. and I was also going to school. Um, so I'd go for I'd go to French, French school, and then I worked in bakeries, and <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Oh my god, yeah. you must have been! I didn't even think about that. So you must have constantly, like, maybe you slept for four or five hours in a day, but you were just either training yeah, or working. Much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and luckily, I was born with a lot of energy, but 
you know, and I was, as also studying, I love music. I was studying classical guitar at the New York Guitar Institute in, in New York. Wow. So I, so I would go home and practice guitar. My and classical guitar is a lot of practice. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> so my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. who were some of the people that you, you know, trained under while you were coming up? Um, well, in, in New York, it was Jean-Jacques Reschew, La Côte Basque. Mm-hmm. Jean-Jacques. Um, and uh, so he was like a papa to me. You know, he was very, mm-hmm. very encouraging to young American chefs. I mean, although he was still old school chef where he would just beat the, you know, <laughs> you, 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 did, you didn't want to mess up. Right. Just that um, <laughs> so it was the old school. And, uh, but, you know, just like... He would invite me in. This is, you know, and I would, like he was from uh, Toulouse, and Toulouse is famous for their cassoulet. Mm-hmm. So I would, uh, and then he also spent time. So I would, I would be obsessed. I got, obs- I would have these obsessions with certain types of food, and so cassoulet. Uh, so he, you know, he wanted. He, he found out that I loved to. I, I wanted to know about cassoulet, so he brought me in early. He came in early, and he taught me. Cassoulet, and to this day, I think I still make the best cassoulet mm. <laughs> from learning from John Jacques. Right. Um, um, you know, and then then he, then he also had spent a lot of time in Provence, and he used to talked about bouillabaisse and how you know, um, like I'm obsessed with bouillabaisse. I, I was so I did a whole thing. Martha Stewart had me on mm-hmm. once, and we went through the whole process. So you can Google it. I remember it. that. It was, it was crazy. Like. <laughs> She didn't want to skip one set. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's you know, I don't know. I mean, I think you. I guess I try to. I try to teach. You know, like the glamour of this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting how it's gotten to become. A, you know, obviously it's very glamorous. You have Food Network. You have mm-hmm. Instagram stars, TikTok stars that do food. I mean. Um, like I watch all these Instagrams, you know, like a bunch of them that are, that just these people just go out and eat food and they have, you know, millions of yep. followers that drink and it's wild. You mm-hmm. know? Like, it's great. I mean, I think it's great. You know, I mean, I even, with my chefs, I even, I, when we sit to do menus, menu writing sessions, I say, listen, go out and find me the, your 10 top Instagram Instagram moments of food. Mm. Bring those to the table because I want to see what's, you know, mm. the perspective of everybody out there. Everybody follows different people. What are people eating? Mm-hmm. Um, what makes them excited? You know, what is the entertainment of food now? Um, and, and so that's, you know, something to, I think you got to stay modern and yep. stay, keep your finger on the pulse and see what's out there. And I'm constantly, you know, always, you know, researching that. And we try to always stay ahead of the curve you know mm-hmm. it's not easy because it moves so fast now exactly you know? um, but um so you know it's uh i think it's great i think it's it's wonderful what's going on you know um I, i'm very encouraged by by what the you know it's it, it, it's I, I i the only thing that concerns me the cost of goods mm-hmm. you know i feel mm-hmm. like we need to figure that out a little bit better because yeah at some point you know where is luxury defined? Where is, you know, I mean, I, I feel like, I've always said, I feel like, you know, food is our greatest democracy. And yep. if, if we don't continue to have, you know, look at that as, you know, us and, and, and our, our democracy of food, then we are not going to, you know, it's, I, I think that, you know, I always love when I go to Italy, like food is 
very reasonable in mm-hmm. most cases, in most restaurants. And you can pretty much have a pretty most incredible pasta in the world that you ever have for not mm-hmm. a lot of money. And I find that um, that's something that's, uh, you know, discerning, you know, uh, just, you know, that I, I feel like, look, yeah. we can grow more vegetables nearby or in our own mm-hmm. garden. So, you know, there's new things that aren't going to be so um, prohibitive as far as, yep. you know, what we eat. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I hope that that's one of my things that I think is important. And, you know, so, so you know, so that people can be, you know, I, I, I really just, it really, really bothers me that, you know, um, the the biggest aisle in the in a in a in a in a big grocery store, mm-hmm. you know, in a big chain one, not necessarily the, the Whole Foods of the world, but great yeah. is the cookie aisle and the mm-hmm. cereal. Aisle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, and it's disgusting. Yeah, like the sodas, <laughs> I mean, and it's just like ah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. The, the sugar, the sugar pumped up foods that people eat, and it's just like what what you know and unfortunately a lot of bad things are happening out of that diabetes and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know obesity etc and I find that you know it's um, I always like the five or ten pounds that I lose when I go to Italy because it's like you just eat good food you know yeah and what happens where did all these what happened to all these uh, allergies you know uh, allergic, yeah. you know celiac you know I mean okay maybe they've always been there but why is it worse than ever you mm-hmm. know um but we can't, you know, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm sort of, you know, and, and, and no one really, I think, ever wants to admit it, but it's, it, you know, it's the way we process food. I mean, absolutely, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yet big agra and big government are big culture not going to ever admit it because that's their bread and that's butter. That's their bread and, and butter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, no, no pun intended, but it's sort of, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's so I, I think there's a, big, a much bigger awareness out there for sure. Mm-hmm. That's what my sons have been, you know, that's why I think their docu is getting so much attention because it is actually calling out mm-hmm. these people and not necessarily by name, but just saying, you know, we have 50 years and we'll have no, we won't have any more soil that's, that has the nutrients that we need, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just, you know. I don't know. This was this is the interview about. I forgot. I think I didn't. <laughs> no, but that but that is a big part of it. I mean, like I said, I'm from the Midwest originally, so you know there were a lot of. Although I was from a big city, um, you would always talk about things about soil and and regular farms versus the you know the big factory farms, and so you grew up knowing a lot of stuff. And there are a lot of people walking around. They don't really understand that the labels on their food doesn't really say all the things that it needs to say say in there. So maybe you're eating something that is contributing to an allergy or other underlining, you know, uh, particular conditions. So the more I, we I know. know. I don't even know if we know. Yeah. Honestly, I think that it's gotten to the point where that, um, and I'm not saying, you know, please, I do preface this by saying, I don't believe, you know, it's not everybody's intention. Correct. There are, there are people out there that do have those intentions and it's troublesome. You know? So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah, anyway, that's just, yeah, we'll, we'll having said that. <laughs> exactly. So when did you realize? Let's that, talk about the good things. <laughs> exactly. When did you realize that you wanted to own your own restaurants? And, and what was that point that you were like, this is something I want to take on? And did you think it would be as large as it is, you know, today? Not at all. No, 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 no. I wanted, well, um, so 
I was working in a job that I was like, okay, um, I've been there for a while, and I was like, mm, being a, uh, I guess, a little bit wild, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, very, you know, wanting to feeling like I wanted to, you know, prove something else, and then unfortunately we had a. Uh, my uh, ex-wife and I, we mm-hmm. had a baby, die at birth mm-hmm. um, in 1986. And I'm like, you know, kind of, uh, it was shocking. I was young. I was like, yeah. 25 years old. I was like, okay, well, um, what is the meaning of life? Um, <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. gave me a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, and at 25, you think you're really old, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is true. And uh, so we had a baby, you know, and it was it was very traumatic because we it was a very complicated process. Mm-hmm. And we, so I had to make the decision: are we gonna uh, try to save her from a very, um, you know, would have been terrible existence mm-hmm. uh, anyway? So, or what we were told. Um, so anyway, so I'm like, okay. Uh, remember sitting on a, on a mountaintop, looking out over the valley and then and then you know went on a little journey through Italy so mm-hmm. then by the ocean and going you know what it's time to do my own thing mm. and uh, ended up leaving the job didn't have anything set up did a little catering here and there for some of the clients that we you know we knew about in the mm-hmm. uh, anyway long story short we uh, we opened a restaurant and uh, never looked back wow yeah, so anyway. That's yeah, amazing. It. it was amazing. I mean, it was the original olives, and we did, I think, 50 people the first night, 100 people the next night, and then there was a line around the corner oh after my that God. for 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Well, tell me about English Hospitality Group and the brands that make up this portfolio. It's really about um, uh, us. Um, well, I mean, incorporating my family, incorporating uh, what I, you know, I think the business is, which mm-hmm. is very much about um, not only, you know, food, but it's also the whole, uh, the hospitality world that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in hospitality, just, to me, is I like to have the time, have people over, and, and it's a lot more than just the food. It's about right. the whole ambiance. Mm-hmm. As someone who, you know, you've had so many different restaurants, how do you go about deciding, you know, which restaurant it's going to be, what location you want to take on? Um, because it seems so, obviously, I'm sure it's a very strategic situation when you're thinking about this. I'm not really sure. I mean, I just, I love, <laughs> I think I kind of, I mean, I like exploring a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I look at it like I love music the same way. Mm-hmm. Um I love exploring different types, genres of music, listening to different genres of music, and I find that it's really the same kind of thing. Mm. It is the same thing, you know, to me. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I think, you know, truly the food and music are the two things that evoke uh, the most um, uh, emotions, mm-hmm. synergies, memories, all mm-hmm. those kind of things. You know, I think it would, a song that you listen to can um, <clears throat> remind you of uh, um, you know something or yep. whatever that moment might be in your life as well as aromas and something that you might eat this kind of thing evokes the same kind of things hmm. so um, so that's why I like to explore different different genres of things and it's kind of 
Hmm. You know, which is the exciting thing that is why I love what I do. Well, why did you want to open um, your hotel? I mean, it it looks stunning in the pictures. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) For all the same reasons. I thought you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how do you define Uh, the Todd English aesthetic? Um. I'm, it's pretty simple. Like, I, I don't like it to be too complicated um, or uptight. Um, it's come in and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, the chair down, uh, you know, uh, be in the moment. Hmm. Um, that's what I try to evoke. And it's like, you know, uh, um, you know, those are the special memories that, um, you know, that that will hopefully come out of it. You know, it's it's uh, it's, it's so simple things that mm-hmm. are, are the fondest memories. Wow. And Papa's Taverna, can, what can you tell me about this? I mean, this this seems like a very exciting project. And I know you're working with Stratus um, on this. Well, I mean, I've always I've always I've spent a lot of time in Greece mm-hmm. uh, over my years and I've always loved uh, got a really a lot of really great Greek friends. I spent a lot of time in um, traveling the country and mm-hmm. eating amazing food and um, you know um, so uh, I uh, you know so it's just been been a great project to work uh, and, 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 and and sort of I think was kind of what I want to do I call it Greek unplugged food. Mm. Um, so I've been working on a couple other projects that, that the English hospitality is working on mm-hmm. uh, with the with that, and actually, um, um, actually exploring even Greece as as an outlet for us mm. to do something in Mykonos over the summer. Oh wow! As a pop up. So um, yeah, it's, it's just it's kind of just take it's it's you know um, it's like you can create songs out of three three notes like yep. the Beatles worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of great rock songs are only three or four chords. Mm-hmm. And, you know, food is the same thing. It's just how you mix it up, you know. Mm. And what's your interpretation of it? How do you, you know, change the notes or the ingredients around just a little bit to make it something that is unique to you and make your own song? So that's how mm-hmm. I kind of always look at it. Very cool. And are there other projects that are coming up that are here in New York? Um, yeah, I'm looking at I'm doing um, my my uh, sort of revised version of Figs, which mm-hmm. I opened up like 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited about that. Um, I think Pizza's having again its its moment again. Yep. Um, and uh, I uh, I'm very excited to uh, to to d- dive back into it. Like I mean, we've always been a little with Figs. It's always been you know, um, um, you know over the years it's been lobster and corn pizzas it's been it's mm-hmm. Peking duck pizzas it's been uh, foie gras and comfy duck pizza mm-hmm. <laughs> I think like we've always sort of uh, whatever you, I mean there's pushed those limits and taken it out of the tradition and that was always how it was in the beginning um, so you know so my, my same outlook on food is, is that way it's kind of I always, I always say you know it's common things in uncommon ways or mm-hmm. um it's it's sort of like when I when I do cooking seminars or classes, and I'll say, well, you know, look, let's look at this for a second here. Um, there's this, uh, we're all got. Uh, let's just give an example. We all have uh, a beautiful hen of the woods oyster, oyster mm-hmm. mushrooms. Okay, or hen of the woods oyster, um, or oyster mushrooms, and 
and here's this we're all gonna uh, there's 10 of us at the table and we're all gonna make our own version of whatever this is hmm. but it's the one ingredient now how how does one take that ingredient and how do you make it special mm-hmm. how do you make it different how do you give it or is it just you know or is it just a technique right you know and how do you grill that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so that's what I'm always wow looking at <laughs> I love how you get I love how you get into like different types of details and and how you almost like challenge yourself, basically, like looking at something in a different way, taking that same item and and having various variations out of it. I think that's very interesting. Well, certainly it's what it is. You Mm -hmm. you have to challenge yourself every day or, you know, don't have to. But I I believe that that's that's what keeps me coming back. Mm -hmm. Is that you know, we always say in the business, you're only as good as your last dish. Yep. But in perspective, you really are retrospective. You're, you know, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, I always say, look, you know, um, you know, but then life changes, things move on. I mean, you know, we I don't cook things that we used to cook when I first started cooking, you know, I mm. mean, veal kidneys, onion novo, uh, have you ever eaten them? No, I don't think so. Right? Have you ever seen it? See, look at like you're the generation, right? That that doesn't. How about uh, uh or sweetbreads or? Yeah, I'm not brain. a sweetbread person. No. <laughs> uh, or brain? How about brain? Were you brain like lot? Can't, can't, no, no, like no. Lamb brain no, 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 no. See. <laughs> no, I think I had. I might have had it once. I made if I made it for you and you were sitting at my table mm-hmm. and. You'd go, hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, you may go, ooh, gross, or you may go, wow, I had no idea. Right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm the generation of, you know, you kill an animal, you eat a head to toe. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, and I, I believe that, um, I mean, early on in my career, that's what we did, you know, but not so much anymore. But I mean, I would, I would seek small farms with lamb that they would raise. Mm-hmm like a Bacchio style, uh, like I would see in Rome. So mm-hmm. they would be, you know, um, 30 pounds, 35 pounds, and you would roast it, and it'd be like the most delicious thing you've ever eaten in your life. Mm. Um, and, or, you know, so, you know, uh, but that appreciation for killing an animal, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I've always really loved about my roots in the Mediterranean diet um, is not only are they finding that it is actually one of the healthiest ways to eat and live and you know and if you look at the blue zones etc so I do a lot of work in that but mm-hmm. really only about 20% of of the diet is is protein in meat mm. or fish mm. um, and again it's very localized and it's also uh, eaten head to toe so whether it's rabbit whether it's lamb whether it's um, uh, you know something fresh caught that day you mm-hmm. know, it's always not something that is so it's you know it's a very highly based vegetable diet and also very legume oriented you know uh, mm-hmm. so that's where a lot of the protein comes from so it's, mm. it's just you know again um, and I'm not getting on my on my uh, uh, something stool here but I just mm-hmm. think that look it's you know it's um, something that I believe in and I believe in that in the sense of eating uh, animals as well right. Well, I can appreciate I that. Yeah. <laughs> I can appreciate yeah. it, but I will pass on the sweetbreads. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was looking that you have a private restaurant at 
the Bentley residences, which that yes. seems amazing. Like, can you tell me about that? And why did you want to be a part of that? Um, well, you know, what's going to end up being is more, uh, well, first of all, just, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, I, I like the idea of, of, of having, you know, uh, I think, um, another, it doesn't have to be the food is exclusive, exclusive, but mm-hmm. the exclusivity of that, but I like the specialization or the exclusivity right. of, of having something that's, that is, um, a, a, but be what I hope can be a very interesting experience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's different than the normal we might have. Um, so, um, um, so I guess luxury is being defined in many different ways mm-hmm. now. Um, and so this is to me kind of a fun way to look at luxury. But I'm really it's, it's actually going to be more of this. It's going to be more of a test kitchen. Mm. And I mean, I even know Gilded developer who's a good friend of mine mm-hmm. is like I, he goes Todd do whatever you want I get it it's fine I said okay well all right it, it's gonna it, it's it, I may be down there just cooking and doing like it might be like a mad professor in there and oh, wow. come in and try some mad professor stuff and I'm like he goes that's cool I love that <laughs> he's like whatever you want to do <laughs> yeah you whatever you want oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so we also have to uh you know, it's not going to be one genre of cooking, mm-hmm. uh, cuisine. Um, you know, I'm hoping that people will use it as their daily basis too. And we'll, we'll create stuff that can be put in your fridge, and you know, mm-hmm. we'll run it up to your your condo and yep. give you give you instructions on how to throw it in the uh, Todd English air fryer mm-hmm. that we'll sell to, we'll sell to you. Nice. Or come along with it. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, and so often in, the, in these large condos like this, people that are, don't even know where their kitchen is. Right. Um, so. Yeah. And it's very, yeah. very clean. <laughs> like, very clean because it's not used. <laughs> well, and with, yeah, and what's designed there, are, it's a very cool kitchen. And kind of gets, it gets kind of put away behind a cabinet. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, you're also in the ghost kitchen space. Um, why did you want to be a part of that? And I, I love that concept. You know, I think again, those people that don't know their kitchens and are, you know, kind of um, have busy lives as we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, uh, there's just different ways to get people food, and you know, and I think that um, I looked at it as you know another outlet to be able to uh, is become. I mean, I mean, Figs delivery. Let's just give you an example. Mm-hmm. Our pizza delivery is over thirty percent, thirty five percent. Wow. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. And um, so, uh, and it's the kind of food that transports very well. Mm-hmm. For the ghost kitchens, it's just for your restaurants or are there also other people that can partner with you on that as well? No, it's just be other people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not, wow. I don't try to take all the glory. <laughs> well. Or, or, or depend that I, I can do it better than, you know, some places that that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I respect that. I would never try to, um, you know, Mm. Uh, try to um, and maybe mimic it or mm-hmm. <laughs> do my best to be right. You know, it's not, but but there's always always a way to you know pursue things that are about different uh, different yeah mm-hmm. different goals different perspectives of things. So right. Well, we were talking a little bit about cannabis earlier. Um, you also have. I mean, I love mac and cheese, but you have this mac and cheese from Last Leaf that is cannabis infused. Yeah. What was that yeah. process like um, 
in being able to bring I mean, that actually, to market? I've, I've, I've actually changed it. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, it's the, na- the name is no longer Lost Leaf. It's oh, okay. actually called... It's actually called Bougie. Oh, I like that even better. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, we're going to be making it out of uh, out of Nevada now, mm. uh, and with some very prominent um, doctors in that field um, that are um, you know pretty cool. One of the things that I remember we got a, I got a call on was mm-hmm. uh, from um, mm-hmm. I used to do a lot of stuff when I was on HSN, and yep. I would I would. Uh, during the holiday season, I would have uh, like a, I don't know, a, 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 a something a, a certain pot. Like I, mm-hmm. during, um, like breast cancer. I get remember. We can talk about that too. I do a lot of charitable stuff. I mean, yeah, I had a question doctors. about that. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So one of the things. So with St. Jude's Hospital, I would always have something that we would auction off. Mm-hmm. Not auction off, but we sell, and the proceeds of that would go to St. Jude's in December for the Christmas rush, and then. Um, you know, like in in, the, in October, mm-hmm. I was I'd always I manufactured uh, these these really hot pink pots, mm-hmm. really cool, and would sell those for proceeds going to my sister's uh, 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 foundation. Yeah, breast, breast cancer. She passed away breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was uh, another motivating factor for me to get into my own business too. So right. Um, so those are things that you know I think. Um, so. Uh, I haven't said that. So with Bougie Mac, mac and Cheese, we're going to be um, creating this, but also St. Jude's Hospital mm. uh, approached us about, um, and I don't know if they've cleared it with their, cleared it yet, but um, to, if, if we'd be willing to donate um, the mac and cheese to their terminally ill kids. And I was like, wow. uh, yes, without me crying, yes, I will certainly do that, you know? So, uh, so that was like something very, you know, so I mean, I know we're we're following up on that, and they were going to follow up with us. But I was very, very excited about the ability to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, help these poor kids. You know, that were amazing. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, wow, that's that's amazing. Food is, food is our medicine, baby. Oh, food absolutely. absolutely. And that is something that we can't ever forget. And I think that. Um, you know, if, if there's any legacy that I want to live by in my life, it will be like, hey, let's look at this and let's look at this in a different way. And let's mm-hmm. think about how we can provide healthier food to people in the world and create, um, you know, and I think especially because I'm doing something as well with a, a group, a superfood group, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting. And um, it's called, uh, um, called Boku Superfoods. They're friends of mine mm-hmm. that I, I met through the shopping channel. I used to joke. I said, you know, I love this. And I, I, I see you have, you know, 75 different types of mushroom powders on this, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I can't eat it. I can't drink it. I have to choke this up. Yeah. <laughs> we joked about it. <laughs> so I, and they... And they laugh about it too, and I said, "I get it, but here's the thing: let's make it taste good, right? Because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I'll do my best to make it taste good, and let's talk about the nutritional contents of what it is that you know make make it. Wow, um, something. So, um, so I've been doing a lot of stuff in that, and during pandemic, I I actually ended up staying with them mm. on their ran- their ranch, you know, like California, um, and uh, for for a little bit of time, mm-hmm. so we were working on some stuff there. And, so I've been getting very involved. So we're looking putting those things out there as well. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah. yeah so um, that's that's what I love. So do you, you do 
do you think that, you know, because I remember watching um, your show Food Trip on PBS. Do you think that you yeah. would come back and do like a series? Yes, we're working on that right now. Yay! I was because I'm like, there's so many awesome food shows. I mean, I love my top chefs and different things like that. Um, But I was like, he has to be coming back to the network or whatever the network is, or streaming or whatever. whatever. Yeah, streaming. Yeah, probably streaming. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I'm very excited about it. Um, You know, uh, and I think that you know, people really love the, you know. I mean, really, they travel. Most people, are, most of my friends, mm-hmm. travel for food. <laughs> I, and I do as well. So, yeah. <laughs> I love knowing yes, where yeah, things I'm come sure. from. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. That's only, you know, what restaurant you're eating in is always a big on the agenda, right? Mm-hmm. It, I will literally plan, even if it's like a, something that we're doing for work, because I'm also a fashion stylist, like we have to figure out what are the different things that we can try while we're there, or maybe are you, it's... Are, are you a fashion? You do fashion? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm the co-founder and creative and style director of Athleisure Mag, but I'm also a fashion stylist. Um, I've also designed a number of lines. I was also on HSN. Um, I had a collaboration with Sebago Shoes, so I did that for okay. three years. Yeah. So I mean, I have, I have quite. Every time we keep talking about music, I always think about my great uncle, which was a jazz artist, and I used to see him and Herbie Hancock and like my family's backyard. Like I, I love. Oh yeah. Um, my great uncle was Joe Henderson. So, um, you oh, know, wow. I. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see. I'm old enough to know all those names. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love I loved his music. Loved his music, and I still I still play it. But I I do mm. love how. Um, music, food, fashion, all of these things kind of play together, which is why we created Athleisure Mag. And, you know, we shoot a lot of our stuff in luxury apartments here in the city. So, you know, we love just having that blend together. And But food with me is just like, even on our sets, we have to have just different types of stuff. Like, I'm not happy if I'm not (laughs) satisfied with what I'm eating. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, and especially in this industry, like, it's just really great to, you know, so many great people and, um, uh, like I said, food. And we've had Kat Cora as a, as a cover. Uh, we shot her before the pandemic. So, I mean, I, I am always interested in the space and yeah. thinking, like, in the mind of a chef. So I love Kat. She's great. Kat yeah. is so sweet. I I have been obsessed with her um, ever since I can remember. And so being able to hang awesome. out with her for like I think we spent 10 hours with her like it was so yeah, fun yeah, yeah she's, she's cool I, I, I love Kat well tell her I said hi I will for sure yeah it's just it's one of the things I think I liked most about bringing this magazine and 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 also the the podcast equivalent for Athleisure Kitchen was just hearing these stories of the why and the hows because seeing it on one side like going to your beautiful restaurants but now being able to talk with you and, and just seeing how you sketch things out I find that highly impactful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's just, and then the world is so small. Like how many people know different people, or you're only removed from three people. Like it's it's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Well, what are some other projects that you're going to be tackling that we should know about? Um, I, I have my, uh, my a charity called Hunger Pains, mm-hmm. um, and Hunger Pains is about um, figuring out ways to. You know, when 70% of our crops get tilled under mm-hmm. and why there's, you know, because it's not the perfect carrot or um, mm-hmm. so we've been working very hard on trying to sort of uh, get those foods to people in places, you know, so we can mm. set up 
set up um, commissaries and things like that that can actually feed kids, you know, with one million kids that go hungry, yeah. you know, uh, when I were, you know, uh, a day, you know, every day, and, and mm-hmm. even urban, and in New York City, you know, in urban yep. cities, you know, they only have one meal a day, and it's kind of crazy how, yep. you know, wealthiest country in the world, mm-hmm. uh, one of them, and it's like, what's the deal here, you know? Um, yeah. You know, so um, that that's a big, big, big movement on my my side right now. You know, we were speaking with Tom Colicchio last month and he was talking about the food bill and other things that he does, um, you know, ensuring these types of things with the government. Do you do things like that where you're partnering with local or, you know, the national government to push these, you know, initiatives along? Yeah. And that's that's certainly the goal. Yeah. To work, you know, say, hey, let's 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 look at how do we, you know, why do we only grow? Uh, my son just showed me a, a clip of um, they grow there was a place that had all that grow these beautiful melons mm-hmm. but they only grow them for the seeds and they plow the melons on, so they, they mm. have a way of extracting the seeds yeah and, and then they throw out the meat I mean, wait wow wait, wait. yeah okay. I mean, that's weird um, I yeah. definitely want to check out your son's documentary I mean that I love topics like that. Um, and um, congrats to them yeah, on getting a Sunday. It's called Feeding Tomorrow. Feeding yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's out yet on link. I'll find out. And okay. I'll get it to you. Yeah, because yeah. that seems that seems amazing. What are ingredients or spices that you love using that are in your kitchen? So if you could only you have three spices that are like the main theme of a dish you're making, what would be those spices or what are spices that you always have in your kitchen for whatever dish you would like to create? I mean, if it's a fresh herb, it's like a, you know, rosemary, you know, mm. yeah, that's a sound boring. <laughs> I love rosemary. <laughs> I love rosemary, rosemary cocktails. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much a rosemary guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not to mention basil and all the sweet herbs. You know, yeah. But um, uh, I'm sometimes I really, I mean, I, depending on, I mean, uh, what I'm making, I like some dried herbs. Uh, dried herbs. I mean, I remember mm. growing up in you know, Italian side, and we only, it was tomato sauce that we made mm-hmm. had to have dried, dried oregano. Right. Not dried, only dried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just, um, so, um, you know, and always when you're talking about uh, flavor and blooming flavors and essential mm-hmm. oils and bringing things to their peak, mm-hmm. um, uh, peak uh, uh, flavors, then you know, you know, that's very learning how to work with herbs and learning how to extract flavors out of them the most, is, right. you know, spices, etc. So, I mean, I definitely love aromatic spices, I and mean, there's no question, you know, um, and I'm also a salt freak. Me too. <laughs> I'm obsessed with various kinds of salts. <laughs> yeah, there's times when I have like 40 or 50 different salts in my cabinet. Mm-hmm. Always, and then when I see the next thing, I'm always picking one up, or whether I'm in, it doesn't matter if I'm in Ibiza or I'm in Sicily or wherever, I'm mm-hmm. local salt and bring it home. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Same. I love sauces. Cool. I like spices. I like salt. <laughs> that is like my thing. There you go. Good. We get, we'll get along really well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and my last question is, if we were coming over for brunch, what would be a meal that you would serve and what cocktail would you pair with it? 
Yeah. Thank God you didn't ask me if I were on death row. Like, thank God. I no. Never... <laughs> no, I love brunch. Uh, it's one of my favorite, you know, meals to have. And um, I know anytime. Brunch to me is a, is a fun all day meal. Exactly. I like it. I like it to be sort of ever evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's say we're in the Hamptons over the summer, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of my favorite places to do a Sunday brunch kind of thing. Yes. Um, is, uh, you know, obviously going to the farmer's market, mm-hmm. which are amazing out there and saying, okay, <clears throat> oh, wow, they just harvested those beets. So mm-hmm. they just, those beautiful tomatoes just came, or peaches, for example, um, or fennel, mm-hmm. or whatever, all the amazing stuff that comes out of the ground out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and sometimes what I'll do is I'll do, I'll do courses that are about one topic. Mm. <laughs> I love that. So, so if it's a topic, it's like, okay, today's going to be tomato day. Mm-hmm. And what are we going to do with the tomatoes? So we're going to have various courses that are about tomatoes. Mm. <laughs> so we'll be doing tomato shots with fresh tomato juice that I've squeezed in with a knife. And, mm. you know, um, and it might be like a, a tomato, like a, a lip, like a, 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 lip, uh, uh, a clear Bloody Mary. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, so we're going to start you with Clear Bloody Mary. Okay, so it's just the tomato juice that's been infused with horseradish and mm. all the things that make, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of spice, a little mm-hmm. black pepper, you know, that kind of thing. So that's sort of where I go with that. And that's kind of fun because I serve them chilled on, on uh, shake them and chill them and put them in, in um, martini glasses. Mm-hmm. And then I float, and then I float uh, uh, tomatoes mm. in the glass. Wow. Um, so that's fun. You can do that. That's mm-hmm. a little fun, fun experiment for you. I love um, that. Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah. I was doing something when I had a green tomato Bloody Mary, but this is, this sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, and to me, I think there's not, I mean, I just go back to like the beauty of tomatoes is mm-hmm. tomato sauce. Okay. So mm-hmm. however that might be interpreted. Um, and like, uh, you know, my grandmother, Sicilian grandmother used to make uh, t- tomato sauce with tuna, with Italian tuna, hmm. and, or it might be with poached eggs. Or yeah, so it's not one particular item, but mm-hmm. you're gonna have it. You might have just a beautiful harvest tomato day with me. Wow. Well, that including dessert, including dessert. Oh wow! Yeah, I can see that. Well, that sounds fantastic. I have not had lunch yet. So now I'm just like, oh, I need to really eat something (laughs) yummy after hearing that. (laughs) But I appreciate you taking the time. Like I said, I I have just been so excited to be able to talk with you to have you on the cover is amazing and I can't wait for all your other you know properties here in New York that are opening that I can try out and um, I just appreciate you. We'll make sure. wait to sit with you again to share another great story with you at Athleisure Kitchen. Athleisure Kitchen is a part of Athleisure Studio, our multimedia podcast network, which is the division of Athleisure Media, and whose sister site is Athleisure Mag. Get the latest episode by listening, following, and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, Himalaya, or your preferred podcast platform. Find out additional information by checking out the show notes. You can stay in the loop on who future guests are by visiting us at athleisurestudio.com backslash athleisurekitchen and on Instagram at Athleisure Kitchen and at Athleisure Studio. 
I'm your host, Kimmy Smith. Athleisure Kitchen is executive produced by Paul Farkas and myself and is mixed by the team at Athleisure Studio. We'll be back with another episode, so make sure that you set an extra plate for us.